Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. Why do I have to read that every week? I should know by now. Anyway, today for episode 119, we will be discussing stories. A lot of great stories, but specifically the first Four short stories in the anthology series Africa Risen. This is a part of an ongoing series covering stories from an anthology. As always, you do not have to read. You don't have to read with us. We love when you do read with us, but you don't have to read with us. You can just watch. You can just listen, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, Ben is going to start holding up the book now because that's why we went downstairs to get it. While Ben holds up this beautiful book with this beautiful cover, it was actually like in our our window with our plants. And then I was like, oh, we have to read it now. This can't be beautiful decor added to our home. But before we get into the book, we just want to thank all of you oh, out there. <laughs> wait, wait, before, let's get into that. How many people just buy books for decor? Every, tons of people. See, I never, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought people bought books to read them. No. But actually, a lot of people just buy books. People literally will buy books at like the thrift store just to stage houses. That's disgusting. They never to me. read them. It goes with the color scheme and the color. But you That's so inhumane. Well, some people don't care about like aesthetic and vibes and things like that. Some but, people But being some mean. people do like when you go to a restaurant and see books in there, like nobody's taking those books down. Or you see a book placed somewhere like so inconvenient that nobody would ever grab it. Like that's for the color scheme, the aura. Sometimes a little pretentious look. It's like it's the, the same aura. energy of a coffee book. It, it's the true. knowledge doesn't come out and start floating around the room. It has yeah. to be in, ingested. It has to be partaken of. Okay, it might not be practical, but it looks good. It's pleasing to the eye. And that book specifically added to the greenery and the color scheme I was trying to create in the it window. It looks fake as fuck. What looks fake? We are reading it. So which, which part is fake? No, I'm just saying the, the concept of just using books for aesthetic purposes. Okay, we're going to get into fakeness in a second. But well, let's talk we... about realness, realness. Can I please shout out the patrons? Yes, Damn. Y'all, okay, y'all are listening to me. Y'all are listening to how Ben is cutting me off. To be fair, I was talking a lot at the top of the show. But anyway, we want to shout out the people that keep this show going, that keep us encouraged to continue to support this podcast y'all know who you are you know i love you special shout out to tanisha arnold rain london lou rima bryce marquita smith uh my cheryl runderson aubrey reese stephanie oconquo deja kendra jones zaria battles also if you didn't know i'm shouting out people who support us on patreon you can support us on patreon for a dollar two dollars five dollars a month I really actually had the pleasure of meeting two patrons this past week. I took a trip to Arizona for a storytelling event. Remember and they ben? did not try to murder you, which is great. Yes, they didn't try to murder me. <laughs> Special shout you out to You can meet Jana. on people on the internet and not have a violent interaction. Yeah, so shout out these people. Spe- Special shout out to Jana and Lexi in Arizona. Uh, we just got, you know, I just did a quick like, hey, I'm in this city. If anybody on the Patreon wants to come hang out with me, nice. uh, come through. And they did. And we just had some great conversations and great talks. So I love y'all so much. Thank you, Lexi. Thank Woo! you, Jana, for meeting up with me. And, um, you know, my favorite people in the world are people that read. So that was a really good time. Um, okay, let's get back to the fakeness. Ben, you do fake shit. I'm sure there's some fakeness that you do. I'm as real. Well, the fake shit I'm doing right now is I'm drinking fake beer that's probably uh the it's non-alcoholic brew i'm trying to work on my heart rate uh and alcohol is just like fucking poison man like you drink it and i see my heart rate just drop you know go jump up like two beats like last night amber by the way is the fucking baddest ass motherfucking bitch up in this bitch yes cheer to the wife of my life live audience live yes can i get a amen glory hallelujah uh, so Amber surprised me and took me out on a date, like a double date. We went to a mediocre, a double, a double, a double date um, because it a was double me. Feature. It was like, it was a double date because it was me, my ego and you and your ego. My ego was not present that night. <laughs> Couldn't have been my ego because I fully had a huge run, a run in my tights that my whole oh, entire yeah. ass was out. That was the my funniest. My ego was uh, out the building, but, but it was under a uh, skirt, but those, those 
whatever. Why don't you tell the people um, on the podcast how I surprised you and what we did? Yeah, so you took me to a vegan bistro that was mediocre at best. Oh, it was horrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it, it was it was a good experience. Uh, they get a star for um, compo- composting, com- composting all their uh, leftover food. Not Boston in the building. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, uh, they had some like a good jackfruit like uh, street taco that was delicious. Anyway, we go there. Warm, yeah. Oof, it was a struggle, but oof, oof. Um, so we won't go back there. But I, I did want to go to this place. Amber, Amber heard me, took me there. Um, she didn't know this, but I actually gone there before and didn't think it was great. And I don't think I clarified that. Anyway, so we went, we went back, had a good time, shit talking it. And then we went to the baked potato, which is like this very grungy looking, like one room crowded spot in L.A. It feels like a blues uh, place in um, Chicago. It's one of the few music venues that doesn't have the L.A. glam and vibe yeah. or whatever. They do whatever. not care about vibes in that spot. Man, like, they're just all about the music. They still have those walls from the 90s that had like that laminated wood paneling oh, yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, just peeling off. Yeah. They had a posters from, like, 2012 just signed by the artists that are, like, scrawled and disgusting. And I drank way too much getting back to why I'm drinking f- fakeness right now. But yeah, everybody- Athletic Brewing got, has a gone, got, got it going on, though. You good? Yeah, I'm drunk off drunk. of non-alcoholic brew. Right. Everybody has a little bit of fakeness about them as far True. as aesthetic. And, and sometimes that's a good thing. Like, I, I currently have fake eyelashes. I did eventually get my micro-bladed eyebrows. My nails are fake. But if they make me more confident and more authentically myself, then is it really fake? I don't know. There's something that has a cringiness of fakeness when people buy books just to look a certain kind of way. You know, you're yeah, faking but, what you what you know or read. That for me sounds more fake than, you know, drinking a fake beer or putting on fake lashes. Cause yeah, but sometimes what's wrong if something warms the space? Like, so if you walk into somebody's house and you're like, everything in here is real, but it's just disorganized and disheveled. Or if there's like a fake plant that added to the aura of the room. You know? Yeah, but... But books are containments of knowledge. They okay. shouldn't be part of like a book and a plant like are different. A plant is something that you look at. You know, a book is not. But a plant is still a living thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is there by its very existence. It's fulfilling its purpose. A book has no purpose if it's not picked up and read. Yeah, but then it's like under the bed, collecting dust. Like, what say you of those books? Because then you, you love donate doing them. stuff like that. You, you donate them. Oh, do you? Yeah, I donate a fair bit amount. Oh, that's good to know. Anyway, yes, I took Ben on this date. We had a really good time uh, because I have been out of town. Mm-hmm. I'm going out of town this weekend to D.C. as well. So patrons in D.C., uh, I can't wait to see you. It's I know hard. It's hard to be a single dad raising your child, but I know I was get, you good. Yeah. Every time you want to interrupt me, just touch my arm. Oh. Okay. I'll just hold I'll, your yeah, arm. Yeah, just just or just like literally just grab me. All I was gonna say is yes, I felt. I feel like you've been taking care of Wild a lot for me lately as I do work for various things. Now this girl's trip in DC is a, a, a turn up. I'll be honest with you about that. But I just wanted to show you that I appreciate you. We're going to another place on Wednesday. So I appreciate oh, I you. I forgot about you. that. Yeah. Yes, I make reservations. Now, this place wow. is good. This place is good. And I'll report back to y'all. But yes, how's it been being a single dad? I mean, honestly. <laughs> You're not a single dad. But yeah. Like, uh, stay at home, dad. Just, I, I just read your Men are just not prepared or taught how to raise children. You know, like I, I've not. That's why single dad stories are so fascinating, I think, for a lot of people because it's so rare and it's so pathetic because fathers are just <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. But, but fa- what if the, the wife died or something. What do you mean? Right. I'm just it? saying the stories because the man's like, I don't know how to do basic things and like Got what you. every woman knows how to do, you know, because they've been like socially conditioned and, br- and broad, gross generalizations. But single dad stories are like, oh, it's so hard. And yet, like, single moms are sort of a reality for a lot of America because mm-hmm. men, are ain't, men are ain't shit. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Is that I say that right? Men, men ain't shit. Just say it how you would say it. I said men are terrible freaking humans. Anyway, you know who's not a terrible <laughs> human? All of you out there who write <laughs> reviews for this podcast and listen to us dilly dally and talk over each other and also love each other with surprise dates. Uh, this amazing podcast review is from Nibblers. Okay. Nibblers 9624357. People, people, people. Okay. They write. Iconic content. Hey, Amber and Ben. I am a film composer and black woman who discovered your podcast right before I moved to Chicago for my master's degree program. I must say that as a huge sci-fi nerd and media enthusiast, having a podcast to check in with every week has helped me carve out a space for engaging with science fiction and fantasy through a black and intersectional lens which is one of my favorite things in the world. Not only do you both expose so many people to other black creators, you encounter media where you are without pretending to know everything. It's helped me to lead with more curiosity in my own work and to encourage others to do the same. This podcast is wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing in whatever capacity feels most authentic. Your content is so impactful and there's nothing else like it. P.S. The next stop in my career is L.A. Hoping to meet you all there. Yeah. What is your. Yeah. What? I bet Nibblers <laughs> doesn't have books <laughs> that are just there for show. I, Nibblers I reads, reads their books. Everybody has books in their house that are sometimes just for show. Maybe it's a cookbook. Maybe it's an encyclopedia. But that's a reference book. A reference book can also be for show. Okay, you can do both, all right? But you can't just have it just for show. People do this, Ben. We read Here's the thing. That book that we are currently reading, it just so happens that it warmed the space and worked with the color scheme upstairs. Every book in our house, we, we read. But sometimes I just want to color coordinate them. Okay, you know what? We need to throw this back at our listeners. Yes. And actually, no, no. And and you got a show every Tuesday night. And, oh, yes. and someone should actually call in and give their opinion about this. So, Amp, to t- tell the people about <laughs> Amp. I, I want somebody to call in and listen to this show and call in and be listen on my the, side. I'm sorry. So, you're, to be fair, you're telling people to listen to this show and call into another show. Yep. I'm asking a lot. And also to that write a makes- podcast review for us. Yes. Okay. So let's, let's be, we already give y'all so much homework. It's like, read the book. Maybe watch the movie. Maybe write the podcast review. Yes, you will. Uh, but if you are enjoying hearing mostly me talk on this show, I host a, a basically a live podcast on Tuesday nights through the AMP app. That's A-M-P. And it's called Bad Advice with Amber. And it, people call into the show with their stories. It's mostly like storytelling. Sometimes I give bad advice and sometimes I just gas people up. I bring balloons to your pity party. So that's Bad Advice with Amber on Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. PT. Uh, and then this podcast comes out Tuesday mornings. We've been trying to get better. Tuesday. This podcast comes out Tuesday mornings. And then I do my live show AMP on Tuesday evenings. Um, but I would love if y'all would come in our DMs and on the Patreon as well. Maybe we'll do a poll on the Patreon. Is it okay to use books just for aesthetic? That is going to be the question on the table. I, is it, I is it okay? I, I think another question you could add to that is to Why what level of fakeness? Like, what, when is it appropriate stuff? to be fake? When is it appropriate to be fake? But that's I think a more open-ended question. Yeah, on, right. on the internet, you have to ask a yes or no. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, or or... The internet can't do complex questions. The internet can do complex questions, but sometimes like comment boxes don't have enough characters. Oh, I see. Or DMs don't see, have Amber, enough space. You're so you're so well planned I know. and po- organized. Polls are a little bit easier to do. Yeah, it's I like, see. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But when you're interviewing somebody one on one, obviously you want to answer open ended questions. Yeah, that's you'll fair. ask. Be get on there. It's almost like, what are books? Answer in the comment section. It's like now wait, now wait a minute. Now now wait a minute. I'm not that open ended. All right, well. Today, we are going to be discussing a book. Very excited. It is called Africa Risen. Amber, why don't you go ahead and describe this cover? And what, how does, uh, and also, how does it emote for you? What does it do for you, seeing this cover? So, go for it. This cover is of a black woman. She is sort of almost fading into the background of a, a mossy green background, which is why the green of the plants brought out the whole vibe. And she's holding these little flowers, and some of them have kind of like peeled off, sort of like a dandelion. And she's almost wearing this, like, for me, it looks like a submarine suit 
Space suit. I would say space suit. suit. Yeah, this yellow Uh, space suit. A yellow space suit, and she's looking just like... I I just see pure strength in her eyes. She has braids in her hair, and the braids almost go into the mossy area. It could be moss. It could be an afro. We don't know, Um, but I love it. I love the artwork on this book. I, I I would buy a piece of this artist's art. Like, whoever designed this cover... Um, knew what they were doing and, yeah. it, and it captivated me right away. It reminds me of Annihilation a little bit. Remember oh, those yes. scenes from Annihilation where they would morph into the the world that was being formed by this alien creature. So if you ever see the movie Annihilation, it sort of has that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, the in a lot of book politics uh, is a whole thing, book cover politics it's written about, but basically how a book sells based on what you put on it on its cover. In science fiction, we've talked about this before, but books that will center black characters will often be whitewashed on their covers because mm-hmm. the publishers are fearful that the book's not going to sell if they know that a black character is the center of the book. So this is a mm-hmm. book that is very loud and proud. Like it is about black characters uh, and black stories. Yeah, specifically relating to the Africa diaspora. And so African writers, but also African-American writers, um, you know, uh, Caribbean, uh, African, Afro-Caribbean writers and how the diaspora has infused their culture. So you'll mm-hmm. you'll get a story at one point where um, you have, you know, well, you, it let's takes just jump into the story. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So the story I was thinking about right away, that's not specifically about Africa, but you can largely see its influence is uh, the second story called March Magzit by W.C. Uh, Dunlop. And so in this in this story, right, like you have this uh, <laughs> great idea. I'm sorry, why would we not just jump in with the first story? Well, I think it is relevant to what I was sort of thinking Okay, so, so yeah, uh, I like and to what's skip the around. name of the second story again? Uh, March Magic. Got it. Okay. Oh, you didn't hear me say that? I heard you say March Magnet. Oh, man. Or Magic Magnet. I, March I know I heard magic. magnet. So I, I heard you jump into the second story with the wrong goddamn title. Ooh. <laughs> to, to, to which I say again, are you okay? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> it's okay, baby. Well, so, no. Some of us aren't professional uh actors well, thespians I, I, but i i wanted to get into sort of all sort of a lot of the stories that there's some sort of reference back to africa at some point and i think oh, the second story africa yeah the yes, thing is yes. about africa so africa africa we're, we're going to africa with this right story. so this story angels of africa is right basically africa where right <laughs> it's an alternate history we're gonna say africa on this podcast Many more. So basically, the civil rights leaders of 1968, they cannot trust in the Jesus Christ, their Lord, because he, I mean, let's be real. That's like a lot of people will refer to that as sort of the white man's religion. So they go to a root woman who uses like, um, you know, this. This is in the second story. Yeah, in the second story, they she uses this magic, and I like this story because it shows that African Americans are not like returning to uh, that. The African Americans are returning to their religious roots, and they're just not following the white man's religion because that's going to be a failure. Christianity, like Christianity, right? A Western religion. Yes. So this is a great. I don't know. I just feel like strictly calling Christianity the white man's religion is kind of unfair like but i i think for the purpose of this story i think that's what they're teasing at right they are I, they are i'm just saying for I, clarity because yeah, obviously tons of black people you know subscribe to christianity right i think you should just call it like civil rights leaders are coming to this woman for root magic as opposed to christianity or again. yes yeah and sort of that and also i think what the story does really well getting to that point is that you don't have to choose one or the other right? right you can have a syncretism between the two okay yeah and i yes. think that yes uh i feel like nisi shaw talked to us about that yeah when we interviewed them along like in the like episode early <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to misquote episode early but remember that yeah like feeling like religion and science and fantasy don't have to be in conflict with one another yeah but th- that is something that i've heard uh especially like folks who practice like nation of Islam or part of nation of Islam, they call Christianity the white man's religion. 
right? That's something that it's been labeled as. I know, but you saying it feels so hotepy. Mm, you know? Okay, it's, yeah. It's like that uh, Dr. Umar viral sounds like, why are you concerned with white man's paperwork? It's like money. I, <laughs> like, money? That, like you can call it that. Or it, there, For those of you who don't know, there was this viral sound trending of Dr. Umar. If you're not familiar with Dr. Umar, congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. But I mean, some, sometimes he has some profound things to say, but he, he can get he's, he's a little extreme. Um, and so he has just a couple. He has really great sound bites because he mm. is entertaining. Yeah. And so, so but it's played for laughs. He, he's being serious. So one of the things he's been he's said that has gone viral is why are you concerned with white man's paperwork? Yeah. So it'll be like. Me, when I ask my my boyfriend if he wants to get married and the boyfriend responds like, why are you concerned with white man's paperwork, which is like a marriage license or yeah. like a fifth grader comes home and, and, and their, mom, their mom asks for their grades. Like, hey, son, let me see your grades. Why are you concerned with white man's paperwork? So, so he, you, he would probably call Christianity the white man's religion. Yes, okay. but you saying it feels like you have co-opted what him saying it. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. Well, okay. I want to come back to that question, though. Um, so when because this is all about the diaspora, the African diaspora. Right. And you in have the second story in the second story. And <laughs> Still all ain't of them, talked about. It yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think in general, you know, you don't have again, you don't have to read this. We'll explain everything perfectly. Uh, and <laughs> so when at one point you have these stolen Africans, they're brought to the U.S. and they're forced to convert to Christianity. Right. Yes. So and now they're the people um, who who have been descended from them. Uh, they are now practicing Christianity. Yes. Because they were forced to. So. Right. So when does that religion become their own? Like if you're forced to convert, when does it become your own? When you evolve it, mm. when you create gospel yeah, of, like, there you go. So that's why when you just call it that, you dismiss all of that, mm. in my opinion. You dismiss. So that's like, a good new, response to people. The, yeah, I guess I, I'm not calling it. The new cultural practices, the new like evolution of is, black Southern yeah, Baptists as a, you know, identity. It took their form of oppression and remixed it, creating gospel, and, and which is also taking parts of the African ancestry and putting it within the context. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. like, if a black man was, I don't know, singing the blues about some sort of trauma, it, it feels to me like you would be like, why are you singing the white man's song? It's like, I'm singing uh, an inverted version of what happened. Like, it, something about the, you. The blues what was created it by black folks. It is. That Where was Christianity not a good analogy. Is specifically comes from Western Europe. It I'm was aware used of to enslave people and Bible verses used to keep stolen Africans enslaved as a justification. I'm aware, Ben. Right. My my analogy was not completely yes. succinct. What I was trying to say was like taking something, whether it was forced upon you or beat into you or whatever, and inverting it and making that your own. It's, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, here I go in my analogies, but like Victor Lavelle loving H.P. Lovecraft and making it something yes, new. Yes, and then inverting And that. so to you, to for you to come up to him and dismiss what he's done is like, why are you, why are you reading the white man's well, word or whatever? But, but, he's, like, but he's offering a criticism yes, of and it some, where... And you think, I mean, and there are people in the church who offer criticisms of the church. Yeah. You know, but they're still practicing the religion. Right. Yeah. I mean, this story is very clearly, I think I not to make any assumptions about the author, but it, she's very clearly saying like, hey, root magic is going to save you. Yes. In this, situation, in this, specific, in this specific story, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and because, you know, I've had I, I'm a little, you know, Amber knows. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm just very skeptical of American Christianity um, I do question oftentimes what it what it can offer. Right. As you should be. As you should be. But I think dismissing all iterations of Christianity as the white man's religion is just kind of like unfair. Yeah. Because like both of it's our too parents. too reductionist. It is. Both of our parents are uh, Christians and I feel like they practice and do things very differently. Yeah. 
you know, and I wouldn't just call what my parents do the white man's religion, even though like I, I see I see what yeah. you're saying. But like when I go to the church cookout and I have you in the back row. Oh, my God. You remember the S? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I just it's so fun. I, I'm sure we told the story a long time ago, but real quick, I brought brought Ben to like my childhood church's softball game. And they were yep. like, you're before you get out on the field, you a believer, right, son? And, you know, there's or no, I think it's like uh, you, you, have you got faith. faith. You got faith. You got I think I think the team name for the softball like team was like team believer. like team faith versus team believe. And so, the uh, you know, Ben obviously like is is respectful when he comes home I with am. me. And yeah. so he went to the church cookout. And the preacher was like, OK, well, we're going to put you. Well, come on, son. We're going to put you on team faith. You got faith, right? And, and Ben like, was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and obviously there were tons of black people out there on the field and in those stands. And you just hear this audible. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so let me replay it. Like, uh, OK, get on out there to shortstop, son. You got faith, don't you? Uh, oh, what do you say? Oh, my God. And you oh, no. I mean, there's like an older. um. Uh, black uh, church woman who was, yeah. who was sitting out there, and she was she, like, "What did he say? He, he ain't got faith." Oh my god! Yeah, they they just made fun of me the whole time. They clowned <laughs> me. It was it was good. It's all in like, good fun. Ben, just just go out there being like, "I got it today." Just just say yeah. something. That's okay. All right. So uh, let's go back to the first story. Androids, man. Damn. Fucking love get... androids. Okay. Would you ever the... have sex with an android? By the way, like a like a whole. <laughs> face just got this is what i was going why did you make this outline if we would go fuck around i'm sorry uh you're we're fine we're fine uh you know i love you i, I hope everybody i know we can be both be cringy sometimes just but, answer I, but I hope the question. y'all know it's all in love here's answer. the thing of course i would have sex with an android i use my vibrator quite regularly yeah but it <laughs> of course would I would have sex with like an android. whose face would you have it based on if it was a android because androids in this in this story right you have it it's a mixture of like human and then body and then like machine. So it's more like a cyborg. Can I back a, up a little bit? Yeah. So the name of the first story is called The Blue House. Yes. The Blue House was written by author Dillman uh, Dilla. I hope I'm saying your last name right. D-I-L-A. This story, yes, was about uh, basically like human... A humanoid is the is the term that I learned. Yeah, uh, a humanoid, a, a cross between a human and an android, and and maybe there. Sorry, there can I cl- clarify that? Just be humanoid is anything that has the shape of a human. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily mean both. So in Thank Star Trek, all the aliens are humanoid. All the does that make sense? No. So so they like they have the face. Their face is up here, right? They have two arms. Like if you were to encounter something truly alien. It'll probably be like an amoeba or something. That's not like humanoid. Like Inspector Gadget. He's a humanoid. He's humanoid, yeah. Because you open him up, he's got yeah. ears and he, umbrellas he's, and, and Yeah, well, he stands like two arms, two legs, a head on top, your eyes here. So all the all, all the aliens in Star Trek are like that. The Vulcans, the Romulans. Um, oh, okay. They're yes. humanoid. I understand we what you're call saying now. Yeah. Now, let's go back to your... Okay, so what's the difference between a humanoid and an android? An android is a specific... Um, it, it's basically just a machine. Like, uh, it, okay. Yeah. Like a robot. Just got another term it. for a, a, a robot. It. Oh my God. Did I ever tell you, this is a quick side note, but one time we were just like, me and some friends were in LA, just like smoking weed and hanging out on the street. And, <laughs> and these two guys kind of like sketchily started approaching us, but we were like, okay, we're, we're four deep. So like, it's not going to be a problem if, if, if it becomes a problem. But they get close to us, obviously, because we're sitting smoking weed at a bus stop. So we're like, oh, they're clearly just waiting on the bus. And then they get on the bus and leave. And one of the girls in my group was like, I, I was like, well, y'all, if they did try to rob us, we had to pretend like we were broke. She was like, oh, I broke as hell. I'll show them I got an Android. Like, it was. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't set the joke up right, but it was so funny. She that was is like, a good joke. So yeah, you I know, never th- have to worry about being robbed because guess what? I have an Android. Sorry, and Andro- sorry Android. Androids are like uh, you know, droids. These are the droids you're looking for. You know, R two D two is a droid. An right. android, yeah. Not a humanoid. Yeah, but some androids could be humanoid. So and in this case is a it, humanoid. It was my understanding that this story was about a humanoid. It was yeah, so basically 
this um, uh, probably more of a cyborg. Uh, this robot has uh, put together in this post-human society like memories of a little girl, and so uh-huh. she's like made up of also like human, and so there's this uh, sort of uh, flesh part of her, but also this security system that prevents her from thinking about her human past. And actually if she does think about it, she sort of like freezes up and like falls over, which I thought was a great metaphor. Security system, override system. Yeah. For like trauma. Yeah. Yeah. She like freezes up and I was like, Oh, this is what Amber happens to her when, or to me, if like I bring up something that is a little bit too insensitive she like yeah my gear my wires get crossed <laughs> yeah you're like and my Damn. arms and my, and my head spins yeah up and you're like, you're like yeah, i need true. to shut down now man i there are times where i try to remember i was like something happened but i've repressed that memory so intensely that yes. i literally cannot remember it like sometimes i'll i'll just be walking around i don't know if this is a thing that happens to anybody else and I'll remember something and I'll just start swearing. I'm like, shit. Loudly. Like, fuck, yeah, I so did ben do that. So Ben will be doing something. I and repress now here, fuck. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, what happened? You're like, oh, I just remember that I embarrassed, embarrassed myself my... at a party in 2009. I'm like, girl, don't scare me like that. Like, you're watching our baby. That yeah. was like a, an Android moment. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, you are fully. You're. I feel like you're a humanoid a little bit. I'm more like an android. I have like memory suppression systems in my head. I right, like then, but little... then I turn a little bit of a robot. And I'm a humanoid. Recently, I had a memory pop up out of my head because I was running and a squirrel almost got hit by a car. And I was like, man, I wish I could say I've never ate roadkill. Oh, my gosh. Which means yeah. I've ate roadkill. Yeah, Ben came in the house and was like, how would this joke do at a stand-up set? I wish I could say in my life I had never eaten roadkill. I was like, what, what's happening? So, the, so, whereas in my brain, I thought you were going to start with like, so who out here has eaten roadkill before? I, yeah, I don't well, know. maybe I was my presentation. Like, I got, yeah, the way this is why s- I don't do stand-up. The, the way you described it, I was like, well, nobody's eating roadkill. Where is this going? But I guess so. Tell the story about how you did eat roadkill. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. A was driving us back home from a homeschooling group, and we were out in the countryside. <laughs> the homeschooling group was once a week. Now that's funny. <laughs> that that should go in your set. Why? Wait, uh, let's back up. Let me back up. Why? Why was the homeschool kids driving anywhere? Y'all supposed to be at home. Yeah. So once a week, you'd go to homeschooling group, and then you play Isn't songs that to Jesus. Just send the motherfuckers to school. Well, no, because you know the other days you stay home. Why would you homeschool and then go to? Well, because groups? It, you go to the groups and it's all Christian. Like you meet at a church and you play like Christian yes. music. And like I said, we had two very different upbringings. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so they didn't want to. So you send still wanted you... the kids to be socialized. Yes, exactly. But so not with heathens. But not with heathens. Got yeah. you. Got you. Or atheistic teachers that would teach us gender studies. Got you. Yeah. Got you. That's okay. ex- sort of the thinking. So this behind. story is just very pathetic. Or how so, to put a condom on a banana. That was like something we did not learn at homeschooling group. Where did y'all put your condoms? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't believe in them. Like we abstinence is the only way. They gave out purity purity rings. Oh, were they cute? I didn't get one. Only the women did. Oh, or the of girls. Teenage girls. So back to my story. We're driving back. Some wild turkeys run out. Mrs. A slams one, hits one, and like, you know, everyone's like freaking out. She keeps driving. She stops. She's like, man, I, I hit that turkey too hard. She goes back. She sees this like flopping tur- wild turkey. She gets out of the car. This woman was badass in her like homeschooling skirt. And she goes up and like r- snaps the turkey's neck and man she cooked that turkey that night it was like the tenderest like toughest turkey i've ever had how how was it tender or was it yeah it was both man like you could chew it on like gum but also it uh, low-key doesn't count if she killed it yeah if she killed the if you kill the road kill she she snapped it with her bare hand now that's savage that's savage yeah she but there's a level of like is it road kill if i hit it i feel like road kill is like somebody else hit it yeah, I don't know. Uh, call into Amber's Amp Show and uh, talk about it. All right, let's let's go move into the next one. This is uh, then the third story is called IRL by Stephen Barnes. It's about yes. video games. This is my favorite story. 
Yeah, why is that it your why tell us tell the tell the good people, tell the listeners why it's your favorite story. Okay, so this one was about and you can correct me, just let me try to get yeah. through what I remember of it. So IRL was essentially I like this because I'm one of these people that believe sometimes that like people are wasting their time playing video games. Like, especially when mm. I've asked Ben to do a lot of things for that day. Like, a lot. hey, can you wash the dishes real quick? I'm going to run out to this event that I'm supposed to be working and then I'll come back and he hasn't done that, but he's playing video games. So I, I so easily see video games as something people do sometimes is just like waste time. I know that that's not what you're doing. It's magical storytelling, all that stuff as well. But in this specific story, playing video games has impact on real life, not just like a wife being annoyed at you, but it has a real lasting consequences as it pertains to the judicial system. So, and then also within the game, people, you mostly play under an alias and you're assumed to be anonymous, but there's somehow a way in this game that one of the players has figured out a way to, get his father arrested, like the main character's father arrested. And then he potentially is like going to be on death row for this thing. So it was a little bit of almost like, like squid games. It like, like the stakes were mm. raised in that way where this is Maybe like, like I mean, ready are, player one too. I, if you oh, I, I remember, remember or ready player yeah. one. Like, so there's people actually in this game playing and that affects the real world. Yeah. And I think that made me sort of take video game playing a little bit more seriously. There was like a, a, a black mirror episode that kind it was like striking vipers or something that's like maybe it's like what you do in the game i, I don't know I, I, maybe i'm misremembering but i i don't know i just really like that because i'm somebody who doesn't really relate to video games they don't really excite me but somebody p- having to play a video game to like save their father's life or sell all their shares in this video game which is so insane to me because it's also a good metaphor for like social media sometimes like mm. the way that people are like, why are y'all taking social media so seriously? It's this, it's that. But it's like, but no cyberbullying is real or like social media has allowed me to uproot my family and move to a new city and like start actually saving. Uh, and okay. So, so there's you just a reminded of me that. of nosedive that there's online currency that has real consequences in the real life. Yes. Remember the rating system yes, in the Black Mirror? It's called yes. Nosedive. But yes. there's another one. I yeah, think. There, I think there's a couple ones. But yes, the currency in the video game can be used to have real life consequences. Right. Uh, the, the, the African connection, because Stephen Barnes, if you don't know, he actually grew up around here in LA. We're in LA. And uh, so he, but he makes this African connection because this player who's an American kid, a black American kid, creates Shang- Shango, which is the uh, a thunder god in um, African like uh, religion. And mm-hmm. so he's able to create this avatar. And I think video games are also this amazing opportunity for people to learn about history or to play as someone that they haven't played before, right? Like um, there's a great episode on uh, Imaginary World where like trans people have been able to like play as avatars and that has helped them yes. like... Um, uh, you know, approach their transness in a very like um, helpful way. Yes, I am not somebody who is immediately called to playing video games. Like Ben has so many times been like, Amber, just come here, play this game. We are watching people. Play. That doesn't interest me. But what does interest me is some of the things that happen that cross over from like virtual world and real world. Like I remember when I was watching that one documentary about like sniping or something swatting swatting Thank so you. swatting is, is referenced yes yeah, swatting is also referenced in irl but basically it's a way uh to you call a swat team onto a um opposing players like home to like fuck with them and so yeah. call, it happens in call of duty players where you'll have beef between you know somebody else and they'll say hey this they find that person's address they call swat and say hey th- this person has a gun outside and he's trying to threatening to like, kill that's people. That's insane and to me. And a SWAT will come in. So they they talk about swatting in here because that does happen in the book. Right. It's a short story. Or even growing up, I don't know. I think, so I have a, a, a little brother. It's stupid to call him my little brother now because. He's taller than you. He yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's huge. But my little brother, when we were growing up, he would be in there playing that game. And I would just hear, you, you know, it's like the headset and the, and the, yeah you know, the headset and the game control stick. 
And I would just be hearing like a ton of white boys just using the N word like mm. relentlessly. Yep. And they would all be calling each other, you know, gay slurs and stuff like that. And I just remember being like, gaming is not for me because it's just like it allows people the anonymity to just like be wildly offensive in the name of a gameplay, you know. And like if a girl's playing, they'll be like, I'm going to rape you in your sleep. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this is not something that I want to be a part of. I, I, I'm already trying to like get away from bullies at school and deal with my self-esteem. And then I read, I realized like people start doing that stuff online anyway, like with fake pictures and then just like trolling, you know, so that, yep. so there was a level of like trolling that came with gaming that I was just like, I don't even want to even a little bit delve into that world. And so I think, I think IRL, the short story really caught to me in that way because I'm just like, it's a great yes, story. I felt the stakes of like how this virtual world impacts your real world. Yeah, and there's also a natural um, progression because right now a big part of this world that Stephen Barnes has created is that the privatized uh, prison system. Gotcha, yeah. Privatized prison is it system. Privatized? Privatized. Privatized. Okay, okay. Sorry. I was like, I, th- I thought you were teaching me a new word. Sorry. No, no yeah. Like, the privatized. Like, privy. Which is still private. The, okay, the okay. privatized, basically. The prison industrial prison complex. Prison that is owned. Private prisons, yes. Yes. Uh, that has resulted into the privatized judicial system. So, right now, you know, governments are saying, hey, we don't really want to decide j- judges on cases. So, we're giving you this case to like <laughs> to private individuals or private companies that then hire um, jurors to like listen to the case. Mm-hmm. And it, he does a much better explanation of that, but that was very scary <laughs> where you like vote on something and then you're immediately hung or, you know, Woo! not. So yeah, it's, there's very, very interesting story the last story we're going to yes. talk about i just felt really thrown into this story oh, sorry, i'm kind of like a video game and i and i really appreciate that so if i, I okay i guess so, that's the first step get you to read about video games yes and yes. then we'll move in to get you to to play a video games sorry By the way, there's a great movement of like girl gamers and yeah, like I feminists know. I know um, there are so many girl men gamers. who are like trying yeah. to call call out that bullshit of yeah but that's gaming. scary that onslaught of that like i was just a very sensitive kid i'm still a very sensitive mm, kid you are and so i cannot deal with like loud trolling yes absolutely like like no nah, i can't even like mentally put myself in that space but like you said uh what is the last story because yeah. irl was really really good uh the deification of egodo is great as well so so good sorry i cut you off i'm sorry oh you're fine uh, yeah, the deification of Igodo by Joshua Uchenna Omenga, and so this story, I love this story because it sort of deals with people who are liberators and then become oppressors. And so basically, mm-hmm. you have this man who allies. has yeah, well, <laughs> performative not even, allies, or yeah, or I think up. like even people who are um, they come in, they're it, they're not even allies; they're actually part of their the their group they're than in group so you have um you know great example of like any a lot of dictators come from a point of like throwing off colonial oppression right okay and then that oppression is thrown thrown off so they're liberators but they're not great leaders and so this mm-hmm. story looks at that where this man uh, it's sort of told in like a way that feels like you're at a campfire and someone's telling you this story in oratory yes, style. About like the old kids. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it just reminded me of a lot of the people who were really, who were really great people, but just terrible leaders. So he, the, the main character in this decides to become a God. And after like throwing off the oppressors, so he gets his, followers and he oppresses <laughs> them and he has them like be deified in this sort of mystical kind of way but yeah so yeah he, yeah he basically tries to yes obviously so he starts as somebody who is almost like robin hood like mm-hmm. saving people or hercules or something i think robin hood is a great example yeah okay and then he's like they're like, okay, well, you should be our leader. And then, obviously, he's, like, the Mad King or whatever. He he starts just, like, 
cutting people's head people. who yeah. disagree with him. Yes, he just is overcome with power. And then one day he's like, well, I want to be, I'm, it's, it's not enough for me to be a king anymore. I want to be a god. And so he basically tries to he's have He's like, this. I want to be worshipped. I want to be worshipped, honey. I want to have He's power, codependent. Tiny. He's so, oppressively codependent. <laughs> so he basically like has a ceremony and of course like everybody's forced to like take a day off of work to come out to the ceremony. And then some like almost like peasant like person in the crowd was like, Well, I'll challenge you. Are you really a god? Whatever. And obviously this person is like Another has tons deity. of powers yeah. and he's just like completely fucking with him, which I like. I I don't know. It it reminded me a lot of uh, I don't know, like the Prince of Egypt or something mm. and like Moses just walking out of the crowd and being like, you sure you don't want to make a deal to let these people go? All right, here come the locusts. All right, here come the... And you're just like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Um, I, I just like people being overthrown. So this yes, is a story yes. of being overthrown. Or people who think they're like completely... They're the shit and they're assholes. And then someone comes in and says, no, you're not the shit. You have a lot to learn. And right. you're actually a terrible fucking human. There's something mm. so satisfying. Ooh. Like yeah. I love, I one of my favorite things to do is to read stories about um, like evangelical Christian pastors who have fallen from grace. <laughs> like, that is one of my favorite. Yeah, things like to you read find like about. all this like cocaine. Yeah, they're like cocaine, or they're actually like closeted, like you know yeah. homosexuals, and they. Yeah. You know that's just so satisfying yeah. because you have used this power to oppress and hurt people, and finally like it's just come crashing down around you. I love those stories. I, I could live in those stories. I, I don't want to, I, I, yeah. But also the thing I just keep on coming back, like great liberators are not always great leaders. Yeah. And I, I thought that was such a deep thought. That's probably the deepest thought I'll have this whole week. Great liberators. Are so, not always great leaders. I mean, it's, I guess if we want to like, connect this text to world in ourselves it's so i've been sort of going through this period of my life i would say where i'm deciding what i want to do and i'm trying my best not to start doing a thing just because somebody said like you'd be so good at insert here Mm. you know so and, and and we all like I'm not trying to just make that about me like we all have those things where one day you teach somebody how to tie their shoe and they're like you'd be such a good teacher so then you go be a teacher and you're like I'm yeah. this does not make me happy so so one thing I've been trying to get around is like you'd be so good at stand-up you should work on stand-up and I'm right now in my life I'm like I don't want to be a stand-up I want to like I want to work on sketch. I want to finish my documentary. Like I don't have to do something just because like I told the one funny joke at dinner or whatever. Yeah. Um, obviously this story and what I'm talking about is very different, but it's, it's hard sometimes to have that discernment because it feels good when somebody tells you like, you'd be so good at blank. Well, it's a natural progression, right? Yeah. So if you think that, Oh, you tell a funny joke, therefore you need to be a comedian. Oh, you can be your, your, you love yoga. You're, therefore yes, you should be a I yoga love teacher. Yoga, so I should oh, teach you're great at yeah. like liberating, you know, a country because it, through a military conflict. Great. Maybe you should lead that con that lead them in times of peace. And what we often see, especially in like the political world is that, War leaders and peace leaders are just completely different kinds of people, you yeah. know. It, and I think this story does a really nice condensed version of that, and and it's funny, um, and it's it is satisfying to see like an asshole get overthrown. Yeah, I mean, we, it, yeah, it just sucks because <laughs> some part of that is also just like. This is maybe this is me victim blaming, but in the story, not in the real world. But who do we charge for telling this person you'd be such a good this? We should put you in a position to do that. Mm. You know well, what I mean? Well, it's the people, right? Right. So sometimes it's like, wow, like how do we not see this coming? But it's also like this is why you can't like. Uh, I, I was listening to another podcast earlier this week and. This this creator was making a point saying like we we can't keep confusing like 
high visibility with authority. Oh, that's funny. Um, and I just because you're you're getting lots of views doesn't yes, mean that you have anything yes, of substance to say. Because right. maybe the books in your home are just for show. You're not yes, actually reading and, them. And obviously, that is happening a lot with like you like how I did that social, circled back social social media content creators and influencers and whatever. And then someday you'll make something, and people are like. Like I bought all these, I bought this marriage book because of you and I trusted you and I had whatever. And it's just kind of like, and now you're divorced. Yeah. Like you, you wrote a and book person, on marriage and now you're divorced. And this person was just like living their life. And, and now like the people have helped them rise and the people have watched them fall. And they're like, I don't know. Like, it's like both sides are a little bit guilty of this, right? Like, Oh, so the question, if I were to truncate yeah, all yeah. the babble that you here. just did. That was a lot of babble. I'm sorry. Is the essential question I would pull out of that is like, who is culpable yes. of a despot coming to power? Is it the people who have enabled the despot or is it the despot um, as their individual self? Yeah. I mean, this story is not a good example because they're like, well, he's helping me like this person who was like helping heal and help helping bring peace. We just naturally thought they were a good person, but there's also some level of like, okay, where was the background check? Where yeah. was the like asking the streets? So, like where so was the vetting? Pro it's like the George Santos thing for me. Yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> as angry as at him as we are, at what point are people not checking transcripts yeah. and references? Like, like we like like you hired somebody bad, but I submitted on my application the references. You, you should have double checked. Yeah. Him. Well, he actually has straight, straight out said that he's like, well, I got away with it, so I figured it was okay. You know. Right. So you're like, okay, this person is not going to take any individual accountability. So then it's, I guess, the the yeah. Well, yeah. So this is me watching too many documentaries, and it's just like. You know, I told you I watched that stolen youth when I was like, okay, this is bad. This person is horrible. But like, if he's been fooling people forever, like where, where are the Yelp reviews of his last performance? You got to like, write, you got to write the Yelp reviews. Yes. man. If you eat at a bad restaurant, like it is your duty to write a review. Yeah. Do and you it. feel bad. You feel like even the other night, the, or, like our food was cold. It was late. It was kind of not flavorful, yeah. and I'm still just tipping my twenty percent. Like even where I was like Ben, I really don't think I should tip twenty percent well, right now. Like the it's not the server's be, fault. It's not. That, it's but, not. But am I a part of the problem when I still tip them twenty percent, and that signals to them we did a great it, job? It enables. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just not go back there. Right, but then another person's gonna walk in there and be like, "Where are this well, well, by, horrible well, Yelp reviews?" Well, We'll write a bad review. All right, uh, moving. So, egg I, this restaurant. Bro. God, that's violent. I know, and, uh, and non-vegan. So, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's sort of fucked up. <laughs> uh, so Be up terrible. next, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I love yeah. vegans. I'm so sorry, we will still, we will still be discussing up next the collection of stories from Africa Risen. And Africa. we'll uh, Africa, and we'll get into more details uh, about Amber ripping through her stockings at a concert and not being <laughs> able to sit down, and us having to leave before the last two songs. All you know, personal things like that. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, and have a wonderful life. Oh, that was ominous. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.